Welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Listen here. (laughs) I just wanted to come on and talk to you guys real quick about something that just happened. Me and my daughter were driving. And so recently, let me tell you, I'm getting right into it because, you know, this thing hit my spirit and I was like, wait, (laughs) I need to I need to talk about this. So a couple of weeks ago, my daughter, actually it was over a month ago, she ordered this uh, fan, like a fan, like it, 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 so this thing, it's like this little toy fan. It's a real fan. It blows air and everything, but, but um, it connects to your phone. So, you know, about a year ago, her grandfather bought and paid for cash, a brand new iPhone. She's got the iPhone Plus, like the, you know, the, the newer one. And so, you know, he said, I want to get her a phone. I said, okay, get her a phone. So pay for it, cash, and there you have it. She's got her brand new phone. So she gets this little, she goes online, and she gets this little device that is a, it's like a fan. And so she, she, it comes in the mail, and I said, what is this? Oh, I ordered this online, mommy, and it's a fan for my phone. It hooks in. I always see people with it, and, and I always just wanted one. I was like, oh, when did you order this? She's like, a month ago, and it's just now getting here. I said, okay. And so I, I've been telling her, I told her before, I said, gee, don't order stuff online. Don't do stuff like that's That's big girl stuff. You need to ask me first. Get my opinion. Like, talk to me. Okay, mama, she still do it. So, okay. So she ordered this little fan. The the shipping was free, mommy. It was free. I said, really? How much was it? 88 cents. I said, oh, wow. I said, that's a little cheap, G. I don't know. You know, I told her, right? She said, oh, mommy, you know, it's free shipping. It's probably cheap because it took, it took so long. So that's why I said, uh, okay, all right. You know, you know, you know everything. Okay. So... The next day, she goes to school. She's so excited. She's got her little fan. And the next day, she she calls me in a panic. Mama, mama. I said, what? She said, my phone's not charging. Mama, something's wrong. I'm like, okay, did you try a different outlet? Did you try different chargers? Well, you know, yes, mama. I try everybody. All my friends' chargers. It's not working. My phone is not charging. It's just dying slowly. I said, I said, okay. Um, I said, did you have your fan plugged in today? Yes. I said, okay. Well, baby, <laughs> it probably was the fan. And so I said, my God, that'll preach too, but that's not what I came here to talk about. But sometimes when you go cheap and you connect to the wrong source, it'll, it'll kill your life. You know, it'll kill your life source, but we'll, we'll go into that another time. But listen, so I said, all right, we'll get home. Let's see what we can do about it. So she gets home and we're trying to figure out how, because by this time her phone is pretty much dead by the time she gets home from school. So we're trying to figure out what to do, what to do. And I'm, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit. He's like, don't, don't, um, don't fight to reconnect that. Because I remember I prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, you know, I can't control everything that is going on on that phone. I said, but if it's something that ain't right, you shut that phone down. I don't care if the screen, I don't care. Lord, shut it down. (laughs) So I had prayed that prayer and I forgot I prayed it. Well, here her phone just, just, you know, it was through the fan, but 
I think it was my prayer too. Like the Lord, the Lord knew. And I asked her, I said, gee, you, have you been watching anything or, or have you, is something inappropriate going on? She said, no. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go with my spirit here. I didn't tell her what I prayed and I didn't tell her, you know, like <laughs> I didn't tell her nothing. I just said, okay, well, I'm just gonna not fight to get this phone fixed for now because if this is if this is what the Lord wants and if we're cutting across something that could possibly be coming or whatever then we're gonna let this thing ride out we're gonna let the Lord have his way so so we I get my old Samsung (laughs) I get I get my old Samsung and I, I I take the SIM card out of her her old phone, the iPhone, the new you know the newer iPhone. I put it in my Samsung, and there you have it. Now she's hooked up, baby. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> she looked like her dog died. I mean, she just looked like somebody like just destroyed something very precious to her. She looked at this phone like I don't want this. <laughs> she was so mad, and so. So she's been using the phone now for a couple of days. And now we're coming up on what what really tripped me out. She's been using this phone for a couple of days. And I've been texting her. We've been together most of the time. So I hadn't really needed to text her. But I I realized like at school, I I do want to talk to her. So, So I sent her a message yesterday at school. And because when she got out of the car, when I dropped her off, uh, she just she said I was, she wasn't feeling well. Her throat was hurting a little bit, and I said, "Well, let's stop and get some emergency and some and some Dayquil or whatever." And so I texted her in the middle of the day to check on her, see how you feeling now, baby. You know, so no response. And so then I text her a little bit later, like an hour later, because usually she's in class. She'll text me, you know, a little bit later after I send the message. So I waited about an hour, no response. So I texted her. I said, "Um, hello," and nothing. So when she when I picked her up from school, I said, okay, I got, I got a bone to pick with you. What, why aren't you answering my text? And she was like, mom, I didn't get a text from you. And I said, okay, so text me right now. So she texts me. It came through. I text her. It didn't go through. And I said, okay, something is off with our connection. Listen. So I, 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 she went in my phone. She tried to do stuff. She fixed up. She, she turned something off and something back on on messenger and she sent a message and it went through and then momentarily, and then it went back to not working again. So I said, okay, something's not right. So then I realized, I said, let me call T-Mobile because it may be something that they have to fix in order for us, our connection to be restored. So I called T-Mobile and the lady said, okay, I'm going to, I want you to try to send her a message. So we did. It didn't work. She said, okay, go into your messenger settings and do this. Did it. She said, okay, try now. It didn't work. She said, okay, I want you to turn off the Samsung. And then, I, no, she said, turn, no, I want you to turn off the Samsung. Yeah. Turn it back on. And I'm going to call you on that number. So we did what she said. And she called my on my daughter's phone. And then she said, okay, I want you to turn off the iPhone, turn it back on, and then send a message and let me know if it worked. I said, okay. She said, yeah, because I need to go into the tower and reconnect you in the tower. I said, what? Wow. So, so we did what she said. And sure enough, the thing started working again and we were able to message each other. Okay. Then I remembered when I left the country... And I was in Africa for two months. When I when I arrived in Africa, 
then my phone sent me a message instantly. As soon as I turned my service on, on the plane, it said, welcome. It was when I was in Ethiopia. Welcome to Ethiopia. Your, your T-Mobile service has followed you here. And this is going to be your new plan, your new rates and everything. This is what you can do. And, you know, you can do everything. But this is what it's going to cost if you do these certain things. Okay, thank you so much. And so then when I got through Ethiopia, because I was there for a while, when I got through Ethiopia and I finally arrived in Tanzania, I got another message. Welcome to Tanzania. You know, and then these are your messenger rates. And this is what's going to happen. I'm like, great. So... I was there for two months. I get back to the United States. And when I got back, welcome to the United States. You know, your T-Mobile plan is, is, is active and it's ready and it's in effect. Great. Right? But as I continued to live my life, I realized a lot of my features on my phone did not restore back to the original settings. I realized that some messages weren't going through. I realized that some some calls weren't coming in. You know, I wasn't able to do like my my internet wasn't working properly. Uh, different little things. I'm like, this is this is a uh, this is interesting. What's going on? Because when I when I left the place, everything followed me. But it seemed like coming back, everything was out of whack, and I had to get stuff restored. So I had to do the same thing. I called T-Mobile. I said, hey. You know, my bill is paid on time. All of this is done. Why why are why are my features lacking? They had to go into the tower to reconnect me. They had to shut some things down and reboot some things in order for my services to be restored. And so I want to tell you, some of you guys have seemingly lost connection. Maybe you're feeling like you're walking around like a zombie in the world. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what's going on with me. I feel like I'm out of it. I don't know. The Lord is saying, reconnect to the tower. (laughs) Maybe even some of you guys have gone out for the Lord. When I went to Tanzania, I wasn't going because I was on vacation. I was in, I was in schools for girls. I was in group homes. I was in, 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 um, sex trafficking, uh, facilities with girls ministering and singing. I was at churches every single day, just about preaching the gospel. You know, I had maybe a few days where I had time to rest, but I was there on an assignment. And so when I came and so everything followed me there, but when I left that place and got back to where I was back home, my my features didn't follow my communication was stifled a bit because my features didn't follow me back and so you say well I was doing a good thing why do I feel depleted I was going out to do something great for God why do I feel like I'm I've lost connection you know I'm doing everything I'm supposed to I, I'm raising my kids right I'm, I'm living right you know I'm not around here sleeping around you know I'm shutting certain thoughts down that come into my mind I'm doing all of these things w- what's going on and the Lord is saying he's saying reconnect to the tower reconnect to the tower I want to read this scripture. Hold on. Listen, I'm going to pull this car over. Revelation 2. It says, Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. It says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have persevered. Hold on. Let me pull this car over because let me tell you something. (laughs) God, let me tell you. Look, God had this thing on. He had this thing burning to me. I just dropped my daughter off and I was like, let me let me go ahead and do this. This episode right now. It says you have persevered and have had patience. 
Wait, let me see. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. But this you have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear. Okay, so he said this would trip me out because I did not. Let me tell you, this this scripture just came to my mind. I literally had to like Google it because I didn't know where it was. I knew it was in Revelation, but it said, remember the height from which you've fallen. And so when you think about that tower, she said you're connected to a tower. What is a tower? It's, it's a structure that's built that's high in the air. So when we are, when the, the tower is, is the presence of God. It's, it's God himself. And when we're connected to the tower, we're not just walking on the ground and touching the bottom of it and saying, okay, I'm connected. No, you climb the tower, you go inside. You are in the, t- you are there in the tower. So everything that comes from you comes from being connected to the tower. You know what I'm saying? There's another scripture. Hold on. Okay. This scripture says, delight yourself. It's, it's in Psalm 37. Uh, verse, yeah, Psalm 37, verse four, it says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And then everybody stops there and says, okay, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But it goes on to say, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Wow. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Let me tell you, it's so much instruction in here. Verse eight says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret because it only causes harm. So you got a lot of instructions here. So you got verse four says delight. Then you got verse five that says commit and trust. Verse six says he'll bring it to pass. Then verse seven says rest in him and don't fret. Then verse eight says, cease from anger. Wow. It's instruction here in the word of God, but we get caught up with with what we don't have and how we can't. Let me tell you, it's so much instruction here. So when I saw that, I said, wow, me and my daughter, here we are. We are, we are here with each other. We have a, we have what we need to connect. We have everything that we need to connect, but the connection is not working. Why? Because we were disconnected from the tower. So I just want to encourage you, get back connected to the tower. Get back connected to the tower. I remember when I first started to fall in love with Jesus. Let me tell you, nobody had to tell me. I went to the store. I got elements of communion. And I said, doggone, I'm taking communion every day. I would take communion daily. It would be some days that I would wake up and I would want to eat breakfast. And I put my hand on the fridge and I hear no in my spirit. And I let the fridge go and walk out the house and like no breakfast today. Like I'm going to fast today. Nobody had to tell me. I didn't have to get with the church for a community fast. And all we all fasting on Wednesdays. No, no, no. I was fasting when I was told to. Because why? It wasn't because I felt afraid that I was going to lose anything or that God was going to be mad at me. I just felt like I love this. I love this. I love this guy. Like I just I'm just in love. And this is what in love people do. When I was in love, when I was younger, I thought I was in love and I was on the phone caking and we on the phone all hours of the night talking and giggling and all that stuff. You know, why can't we do that with God? 
So, baby, I was taking communion. And I'd be like, I remember, Lord, I remember your. I remember. I remember one day I just said, I remember like 50 times and I in tears and I was just eating my tears with the communion. It was the be- most beautiful thing I ever experienced. And every morning I would just tell God before I left the house, I just take my communion. and I tell him, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your blood sacrifice that you've given. And I will make sure that you get what you paid for, that my life will not be a waste, that your death will mean something to me. God if nobody else I don't know how everybody else is living I know that there are, are wolves and sheep's clothes I know there are people out here that's living a lie but Lord for my life God I'm gonna give you everything I got you can have it all Lord it belongs to you so yeah so I just wanted to quickly come on here and encourage you guys get back connected to the tower if you're feeling a little off and you're feeling some kind of way man push everything to the side like even if you got to call off work for a day man forget that money because god is god let me tell you something yeah i was gonna say lord is it okay to share this i'm gonna share this with you guys i was in a situation where my monthly um income that I have coming in normally and it's not like a whole lot but what it is was what I needed and so the room that me and my daughter like the place we were standing where we were renting my rent was due and it was my first payment and so I had everything switched over when I moved here and they told me they said well it may take a couple of months I said oh my god I have to pay this lady or else you know, what am I going to do? I don't want to be, I don't want to be out on the street again. And so I was so worried and so stressed. And it was like, something finally came over me to where I said, you know what? You know how people say, well, he's either God or he's not. And I, that even started to tick me off. I said, you know what? It's not either he's God or he's not. I absolutely know that he's God because of my resume with him and my history with him. He is God. And I said, you know what, God, you're God. You're going to do this thing. I'm done worrying about it. That's it. I'm done. I'm not going to worry. And baby, I let that thing go. Next day, a letter came in the mail confirming from the Social Security Administration, confirming like, hey, we're not going to be able to put your payment in for the next two months. I'm like, all right, cool. I said, you got it, Lord. You don't have to. You don't have to use that. I'm not. I'm done relying on certain certain forms of income or certain things. You're gonna. You're gonna do it how you want to do it. You. I'm not bound by the system, God. You got me. Because that that little bit of fear started to try to come back in. I said, nope. I trust you. Boom. I'm done. So the next day. I had to go to a lady's house and do her hair. Well, she's got kids. She didn't have the money to pay me, but her hair been looking crazy. I said, girl, don't worry about it. I got you. You got extensions. I got the skill. I'll do your hair. I did her hair for free. I just said, hey, it's all good. She was like, thank you so much. Okay, cool. So I'm driving home, driving back. I'm feeling so great. Normally, let me tell you something. I used to make, I used to make $2,000 a week. When I had my salon, not from my staff, because let me tell you, my staff barely paid me like my staff would rent boots. And I was so nice. I'd be like, OK, you struggling. You got a kid. OK, don't worry about it this week. Like I had a, I was running a charity salon pretty much because I was doing free hair. I was giving out free boots. I mean, if people didn't know, like they could have came and got over for real because <laughs> because, <laughs> because I was trying. But I mean, I was running a business for God and it wasn't man. Anyway, so. And so I, uh, 
I was doing this. I mean, I'm doing all this free hair, but I used to, but God blessed me so much. I was making $2,000 a week. And most of it was because sew-ins. I would sew, I would sew people's hair in. Usually they'll come and get one taken out. That was like an extra 20 or $30. And then to do the sew-in was like $200. And then like they would buy hair for me. So I would make a profit off of that. So I was making for one person, I could make upwards of 300 to $400, you know, or more per person. If they got a, a custom unit made, that was more money. And so I was used to um, having a system in place where I, I could do sew-ins like that. I mean, it would take me about an hour. I would have a shampoo tech. I had a girl I paid to shampoo. I had another girl blow drying. I would take up like three of my own stations. Like I had eight stations for girls to work at, but three of them would be mine because I'd have somebody blow drying at one, somebody braiding a client at the other, and then they put them in my chair and I sew them up. And I would pay you know, $15 or so to the girl to braid. I paid like five, $10 for them to shampoo, but that wasn't a whole lot out of, off of my bill because I'm still making three, $400. So I pay that little bit, you know, and, and they would, and they was making bank too. Cause they was getting tips and I would tip them as well. Um, but you know, I had a system going to where I could get a sew in, in and out within an hour, just like somebody go ahead. You take hers down. You shampoo her while she's waiting. I would have six, seven people there at the same time, but my clients never had the complaint that they had to wait for me for hours because I would hire the people to come in and do the work for me. So, I mean, I mean, I know how to run a business. I know how to like, to get like, how that thing going. And so for me to go from where I'm like, all I need to pay my rent is five, you know what I'm saying? I just need $500. And to go from that to where I had used to make thousands of dollars a week to where I could walk into any store and say, here, I want this. I want that. Yeah. And I, and I, and not have a problem, not have a problem putting food on the table or gas in the car. Never to go from that to, I leave this lady's house doing like the, I mean, and I didn't have do it because she wasn't paying. I did her the sewing that I would do if it was Beyonce sitting in my chair. I mean, I hooked her up and I pressed them edges and I did her little, I drew her little edges on, gave her baby hair and all that. And let me tell you something, all of that. And I left that house and I had a smile on my face. And I said, well, Lord, bless your name. Like even then the fear tried to come back. You know, what are you going to do? And I said, you know what? There's a man that said, if if what you have is not enough to be your, um, like, it's almost like if it's not enough to pay the bill, then make it your seed. Like if it's not enough to be your bread, make it your seed. That's what he said. And so I said, what was I going to do? That wasn't going to be enough anyway. Even if she paid full price, it wasn't going to be enough. So I just sow it as a seed. It's cool. It's all good. <sighs> Y'all, I wasn't even, I hadn't even got back to the house yet. And my phone chimed. And I looked at it and it was a text message from an old friend that I met. Um, when I went to Tanzania, surprisingly, it was a, just a guy who was there. Um, this white guy, really sweet guy. And he was there like doing charity work as well. And we both ended up working at the same summer camp with children. And I, and that's how we got to know each other. We would work there every, I think it was like every Saturday or something. We would go and spend hours there and work with the kids, play games and do that. And so that's how we got to know each other. And we ended up exchanging numbers because, um, you know, on our downtime and off time, we wanted to explore the city of Tanzania, like explore Tanzania, city of Moshi together. So we would get on these little, these, get in these cabs and then go to different restaurants and just hang out. And so this guy texts me out of the blue 
and I hadn't talked to him in a little while. The last time we spoke, he was telling me he was going out of town on, on another missions trip. And I was like, that's so cool. But that was about it. And so he said, uh, Cecily, you're on my heart. Uh, do you have cash app? I was like, yeah. He said, okay, what is it? So I gave it to him. I get the next text, text message. He just sent me $500. He said, I'm stepping out on faith here. Like, this is really a faith move for me. But God told me to send you this money. My God. I, a part of me, like, kind of, like, lost it. And I was like, whoa. But then another part of me was just like, I knew you could do it. And I knew when, when something, when my faith had clicked into place, I felt it instantly. It was like, I felt, I felt it. And you know how it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, in the moment where I knew where I was standing in the kitchen and everything, in the moment that I needed, that I, that I said, hey, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. Something inside of me shifted. I said, whoa, that's it. And I felt the pleasure of God. Y'all know you could feel God's pleasure over you. you. Have you ever been married? Those of you who's, who are married and you do something kind for your husband. And you like when I was married, I knew that I said, okay, he loves like we, when we were like really on a tight budget, when we first got married, he loved having his jeans starched. And so that was like a luxury that we couldn't afford initially. We didn't have a salon. We didn't have a big house at the time. We were living in a duplex, sleeping on the on a mattress on the floor. Like we didn't have nothing. We started out poor. And so as we were building our, our life's empire before all of that, he liked little things like getting his jeans starched. So I would love to do little things for my husband that I knew we necessarily couldn't afford, but I could do it to bless him that it would make him like where I could feel his pleasure over me, where I could feel like he knew he had a good wife that he married up, you know? And so I would go get his jeans starched and pick him up before, you know, he got off work and have him in the closet and wait on his response. Like, babe you did that for me thank you so much you know or if I couldn't afford it I would just like take my time and get some heavy starch from Walmart for like a dollar and spray the heck out of them and starch them just like as best I could like hard and crispy like he liked it like as if the the dry cleaners did it why because I wanted to feel the pleasure of my husband for me and so God is saying he one of the I don't know anywhere else in the scripture where it says that this that there's a way to please him like this he said by believing in him it's like it's been times too where before my husband passed it was things that he would tell me I got you I'm gonna do it and if I doubted him it irritated him and it frustrated him why because I didn't believe in what he said but when I believed him and I said baby you got me I know you got me man his chest came out and he was like yeah she believes in me and that's how it is with God God is not a man but we're made in his image and his likeness so there's something in us that's like him you know what I'm saying especially for men because God is a man he's a man and so he's not a man but he's God but he's you know what I'm trying to say God is not a female up there he's a man you know he's he's like he's but he's God so anyway he's it's something about men that that we that they carry the DNA of God so much so that it's like that with God. He said, I, I felt his pleasure when I said, God, you got me. So I'm not going to worry about it. However you want to do it, do it do it. Whether it be, I can walk down the street and it could be some money in the bush over there. I don't care. I trust you. And I'm not going to worry about this no more. And when I tell you this God of mine came through for me and not only that, can I just tell you this? Yes. I'm going to tell you this other part. 
So when you and this is for everybody, listen, I'm sitting over here on the side of the road <laughs> with my car running. But let me tell you something. This is for everybody. Then I got another phone call about a week later. And it was a friend that said, hey, I need your I need your account number. I need to send you some money. I said, oh, OK. Right. So she so she said, OK, I'm, I'm going to send it to you right now. What's get you? I got the account number. I sent it to her. She sent me five hundred dollars. Wow. Right. Let me tell you what she said. I said, Lord, I was thankful because I had to give that whole five hundred. The guy gave me. I had to give it away to, you know, I pay my rent. But I was thankful. But let me tell you, I was I was really perplexed and I was shocked uh, more than anything. I was thankful, but I was shocked. And I said, Lord, this is interesting. And so he so she called me. She said, did you get it? I said, yeah, I got it. She said, to be honest, girl, I was supposed to give you this a week ago, but I just put it off. I just I don't know why I just put it off. I said, wow. I said, wow. Can I tell you why that was mind blowing to me? Because I think that my friend that I met in Africa was the second person. Man, I've told you guys this before on my previous broadcast. You cannot be delayed when you obey God. You don't know who's waiting on you to be obedient to do what he tells you to do. Can I tell y'all a secret? Can I be totally honest? Because I feel permission from God to do this. When I got the 500 from the guy, from my friend in Africa, when I got the 500 from the guy, the, the Lord told me instantly when the money hit my account, you know what he told me? He said, there's a guy in Reading that you met. He said, remember that guy in Reading? I said, yeah. He said, send him $100. I said, what? No, Lord, what? Lord, <laughs> Lord, this money is just enough to pay my rent. But I believe I but I believe I'm hearing from you, so I'm gonna do it. So I text the guy, say, Hey, I hadn't talked to him since I left. Hey, how you doing? Good. I said, Hey, um, you have Cash App? He said, Yes. I said, Okay. And so I realized because I had his number in my phone, it was already um it was already uh excuse me, what am I saying? Uh in, in my cash app, like I already had his cash up in there. And so I said, Okay. And so I I stopped for a minute and let me tell you why I stopped. I didn't do it immediately because there has been times where God has blessed me and I gave it away instantly. And then I had times where I was like, oh, my God, I may not have heard correctly. I might have been emotional because I because I'm a giver. And so I would give too quickly. And I I know for a fact it was times I missed hearing God like he would he would be like Cecily that was for you. And I'm like, Oh shoot my bad. You know? So I did wait, but I didn't wait out of disobedience. I waited because I said, Lord, I want to be sure this isn't my emotions. Cause you know me, I just love people, you know, and I don't want anybody suffering and going through if, if it's up to me, like I can, and I can help it. And I know they're, you know, a, a man or woman after your heart, or even if they just struggling, like I just want to help. So, so I said, okay, let me just wait a minute. And so I waited and I was like, Lord, you got to do something to let me know like this is from you. And so the next day, the guy texts me. He said, I sent you a message, but it didn't go through. Um, and, and then the message he sent me actually came through late. He said, I don't know why it's just now going through. And I was like, OK, that's it. I'm just going to do it. And Lord, if I'm wrong, then you just you just got to protect me and cover me because I'm really trying here. But I'm not going to be I'm not going to be scared about money. The devil is a lie. So here. So I just wired him the money. He said, man, 
He said, this is so time. Like, you have no idea how timely this, this money is. And so I said, well, <laughs> I said, well, there we are. I'm, I'm, I now I no longer have my rent and I'm a, a couple of days away from needing to have it. And so like two days away, I needed to have the five in and God came through in another way. And actually to me and Gianna, we were needing like groceries and stuff. So I spent like $30 on some food, but God came through in another way. Um, where, oh, the money that was supposed to come through my monthly allotment from social security actually came through to the right account. Like they switched everything over. They said it would take two months and it didn't. So I was able to pay my rent and I had what I needed. And so my friend, when she sent me the money, I was thankful. I was no longer in like a desperate need, but I was thankful, but I was like, what's up, Lord? You know, what's up with that? And he, that's when he was like delayed, delayed obedience cause a ripple effect and so I, I just man I, I've totally I'm driving again but <laughs> I totally got like man I, I just want to encourage you guys I just want to encourage you so much has been said and I can't really all I know is a lot of times when God is when people are preaching the message at, at church or wherever sometimes God is speaking simultaneously to me and I really believe this is one of those podcasts where God is saying something he said something to you already he's been talking to you 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 have heard something from the Lord and it may be totally unrelated to what I've been talking about but this is just open up uh, something for you so you can hear so you can hear clearly so Lord I thank you for opening up their ears to hear clearly God Lord, I thank you that people won't be afraid uh, of being obedient, especially concerning finances, because finances are temporal. Let them be obedient and instant in obedience to you, God, concerning everything that you ask them to do, because you are a faithful God and you are good. Lord, and you even if we miss you, God, you'll find us. You will find us, God, wherever we are. So, Lord, I thank you right now for this podcast. I thank you for giving me. Um, a word in due season for your people. And Lord, I know that today is going to be the best day ever. I just pray, Lord, whoever's listening to this at whatever time they're listening to it, I pray that they'll be encouraged in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for uh, those people that have been, maybe they've been afraid to pay their tithes because they feel like they don't have enough. Lord, I thank you that you think that you I just thank you for boldness and encourage to go ahead and pay the tithe and trust you to come through for them on the latter end because you came through for me when I was supposed to have a two month delay on something. It hit my account. Lord, you put you dropped my name in somebody's heart and they helped me to, to make it through a difficult season and time for myself. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are a restorer. You are a restorer of things that have been lost and broken. So, God, we just bless you and we know that you take pleasure in faith. So, God, I thank you for every person that has lost faith in some way. Lord, I thank you that you are restoring faith right now, that you are restoring people back to their original purpose, and you are restoring people back to the tower, the tower of love where they belong with you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. We're done. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. So, (laughs) it's going to be a good day, y'all. It's going to be a good day. And if you're listening to this at night, have a blessed night. It's going to be great. We'll talk. Um, I, I got a lot of little stuff coming up soon, but we'll talk soon. I'll give you some updates. Today just wasn't an update kind of day. Well, you kind of got updates because I did all of it. I just told y'all my whole life story. But anyway, I love you guys. We'll talk soon. Africa shall be saved. <laughs>